Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on Barca Talk. With the job done against Villarreal, FC Barcelona are headed to Madrid for the weekend match against Hitafe, looking to get their first win on the road this season. This is part of the episode we put out for our supporters on Patreon today, which included our match review of the win in the Camp Nou against Villarreal. That'll be on Monday's episode of the podcast, but if you don't want to wait for it, become a patron now. There's a link in the show notes and on the support page of barsatalk.net. Let's look forward to the uh, the weekend match. This is going to be match day seven against Hatafe. Because, you know, Valverde said at the beginning of this week that they really needed to get six points, which, of course, anyone who's paying attention knows. Uh, and the job is now half done, winning that Tuesday match against Villarreal. And now we have this away match against Hatafe which is uh, troubling because it's an away match. We, sure. we can't seem to get it together on the road. But here's some information about Getafe, if you haven't been paying attention. They are the masters of the draw in La Liga right now. They've drawn four of their six matches with one win against Mallorca and one loss to Atletico Madrid, and that was on match day one. So they don't have the best record, but they have gone five games without a loss, which is more than you can say for Barca right now. Mm. They finished La Liga in fifth last year, so they also have European commitments. They won their first Europa League match against the uh, Turkish side, Trabzonspor. And their manager, Pepe Bordalas, has been managing the team since early tw- the early in the 2016-17 season. They were in the second division, and his period managing them has really had been a period of stability in the manager's office because before him the club was just cycling through a string of short-term managers so he's brought them really good results he got them promoted out of the second division and then they came in eighth and then fifth last year in the Primera so they've been really kind of coming up in the world last few years and tactically this is where this is where your interest mainly lies they play a 442 Every match. <laughs> Every match. With Barcelona loan, Mark Cucurella playing the left midfield position. And while they haven't scored as much as Barcelona, they have conceded less. They've only given up nine goals to our ten. Yeah. When I, you know, it's funny. Now when I think of Hitafe, I think of Paulinho. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Because I don't know if you remember our first season recording. That was the year Paulinho came off the sub and scored the game winner for us. Oh yeah, I remember when he would like we came through with the, the physicality through the middle to you know bulldoze his way to the goal. So whenever I think of Hitafe, 
uh, I think of two things, Brian. I think of physicality and I think of my first year living in Madrid giving English lessons because Hitafe is a suburb here in Madrid and it's it's not far away. It's maybe about 30 minutes south of, of Madrid. But, yeah. um, you know, it's it's interesting, like you said, the 2016 marked, you know, the first year of the coach, and he's really brought stability. Now they have European commitments, which, again, they won the first match. But most importantly, Brian, just like any other good, solid team that does well, they have an identity. And their identity is the formation and physicality, always, yeah. you know, ever since that coach has been there. It's as we always talk about now. It's it's a crapshoot now. We don't know what Barcelona we're gonna get, you know. And right. I can guarantee I know what the what a type of Hitafe we're gonna get, you know. I already know that, you know. And you know, again, I was watching the highlights of their match last night against Valencia, and they tied again. Obviously, just like you said, they're the king of the ties, and they're just really resilient, you know. They, it's it's pretty remarkable that they're playing in European uh, competition right now as as a team like that, because in the Europa League, you know, it's crazy. And they are a formidable opponent, and we cannot let down. We need these points desperately. Right. Well, I w on the upside, their attack is generally pretty old, mm. right? They have a captain, a center forward, Jorge Molina, who's 37, while one of their top scorers, Angel Rodriguez, is 32, and... They have another uh, pretty good scorer, Mata, who's 30. And then they have Enrique Gallego, who's 33. The only youth they have among their forwards is Jason, 25, on loan from Valencia, and Amat Ndiaye, who's 23, but he's injured. So I think we, if we do, I think if we field, let's say, Todibo mm -hmm. as a center back, <laughs> then we'll have some legs in the center of the defense to deal with the uh, the the older the older forwards on the other hand if if they're older th that also means they're very experienced and as you mentioned Hatafe has physicality so i don't know maybe Todibo isn't the best choice because he's he's young and he's quick and he's got great vision but i don't know maybe he doesn't quite have the strength to go up against these guys cuz you know that they're just going to be up there throwing elbows and being physical for sure uh, but for me it's I'm not really worried about their attack as much because the way they usually kind of scores is really scrappy through set plays and just kind of just, you know, rebounds and that type of scoring is not really like beautiful link up play, that type of thing. So for us, that's going to help us because they are not the quickest team. But again, everyone knows the playbook against us. So, you know, they're going to press us. And especially since they have four midfielders, they're going to be able to surround our midfield more often than not. Now, I'm curious to see what lineup we have, because if Suarez starts again, it's going to be a long afternoon. Yeah, for sure. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think Suarez is going to, he's going to wind up being a, a major talking point Correct. this year uh, because of a very natural yeah. process yeah. In, in life, right? He was just... He's he's been a professional for so long. Correct. He's he's put a lot of minutes in. He's put a lot of minutes in at Barcelona. Of course, of course. Yeah, and he had that surgery, and I'm and I'm I think his knee is overall feeling better. But it's just it's the whole package, yeah. you know. He's he's about to turn 33, and particularly the the way that he's played, you know, his style of sure. play for the majority of his career has been 
very physical, demanding. And as we've seen, he just doesn't have he just doesn't have that anymore. He he still can finish like crazy, but to get him into that position is very difficult when he's not moving as much. Exactly. I mean, like you said, it's a natural thing. It's just unfortunate that it's it's happening so fast. It's just you know when it happens, you know you're just kind of shocked because you just assume that we've been seeing his consistency of marking goals and playmaking that it's going to continue. But Brian, like the number nine position is the like it's comparable to a running back in football. It's the position that has the shortest shelf life of that, right? Like that's the first position that's going to go uh, when you're older. You know, you just think about all the number nines we've ever had and how many other teams they went to eventually leading up at MLS, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> so, you know, just think about like Ibrahimovic, for example, right? You know, he he went from Barcelona, he went to Manchester United, and then he kind of just, he still had some shelf life, and then he goes to MLS. Because as a number nine, you have to be able to be quick because those attackers, you have always have two defenders on you for the most part. And as we're going to talk about in the match review with Villarreal, it's just that his link-up play isn't good enough. He's not fast enough. He's not making correct passing. And unfortunately, he's not even shooting now. So he's basically in the way and he's not doing anything to create. Now, there's been big debate here in Spain about whether he should be benched. Obviously, I think he should. And he should just come off the bench and just give us a quality 15 minutes because I think telling him and just shifting his focus to give us a hard 15 minutes, I think he can do that. But we still need to win the ball back on defense, and especially against Hitafe, which is not the most talented team, but they're a very organized team. And we still need to have that back pressure, and Suarez just won't give that give us that. So we need to have Griezmann as the number nine going forward as the out-and-out starter. Yeah, and with the uh, re-injury, well, not re-injury, but a new injury for Messi, uh, he's going to be sidelined. But Dembele is back, and we, I hope we get to talk about him when we're reviewing the Villarreal match, but uh, I thought he he looks ready, ready for action. So between Griezmann and we still have Fatih, who mm-hmm. has yet to do anything to make me doubt him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And Dembele back, I, you know, I think we can we can mount a pretty a pretty solid attack. For sure, I think that right now with all the injuries and the the situation with Suarez, I think that is our best attacking trio if we're on the four three three. I think the link up between Griezmann and Dembele is really good because they're such good friends. And, you know, it reminds me of when I used to play youth football with my best friend, where you just have a connection because you've played so many times and also you like each other. So it's just really easy to play. And so I, I see that. But also, I don't, you know, with Griezmann, he's, did you, I mean, you watch his intensity, his work rate. Yeah, he didn't, he's not scoring as many goals as we want right now off the bat, but. He's given us other things, and he's just a better passer than Suarez is, especially distributing to Fati and making runs. Right, and and yeah, making runs, but also passing and moving and and creating that link up, that link up play where he's 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 really moving with the ball and moving with the play and dictating passes as well. For sure, I mean, you know, we've noticed you know in the past games when Griezmann is playing by himself up there, there's a notable difference in our attack. It's just clear as day because he's more comfortable up there and he's doing all the right things of a number nine in a 4-3-3 system. So, you know, that is the conundrum. I really hope that Valverde starts to take this uh, Suarez situation 
seriously because in the press, he was asked after the Villarreal match about the Suarez situation, and he says, I'm still going to start him because I know what he has given me. And I'm like, yeah, what he's given you, past tense. But, yeah. you know, we are FC Barcelona. This team has to have competitive – there has to be competitiveness in the positions. You know, you cannot just let Suarez slide because you're taking vital time from Griezmann, which he's going to help the team more than Suarez is. Right. And it, no one's saying that Suarez still can't give that to you. But he can't give it to you for 90 minutes. Correct. And every game. Right. So put him in a position where he can give it to you 15, 20 minutes at the end of a match. But that's, you know, that's the beauty of Valverde. He's so good at putting players in, in the pro- proper positions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, this is the biggest thing. I mean, right now here in Spain, that's what they've been talking about, especially since when Suarez came off the pitch, he was whistled. So that brought up the questions about Suarez's ability to play 90 minutes again. I think his best role going forward now to preserve him and get the most out of him is just to play him off a sub. Now, the next thing for me is, which midfield is he going to choose against Hitafe? Right. The, I was explaining this to Megan uh, recently. They, I think it was on Tuesday. We were watching the Villarreal match. It's like, we have a lot of midfield options. Yeah. We have like something like nine midfielders on the squad. Yeah. I mean, this, this goes back to the thing of, you know, what do we have a lot of? We have a lot of midfielders. So why are we using a formation that limits the amount of midfielders we have? You know, it's like in, it's like in American football. If you have a lot of good wide receivers, you're going to go to an offense that's going to put those wide receivers on the field. You're not just going to go two tight ends, two running backs, and one wide receiver, you know? And this is the same thing. We have a lot of talented uh, midfielders, especially with the injuries and the performance of Suarez. Why not go 4-4-2 or, you know, something more where you can use all those talented midfielders and still be defensively sound? So to me, that is always the thing with Valverde, that he will not take a chance. And the other thing too, Brian, we're going to see Longley and PK start again. And again, it's another 90 minutes added. And Todibo is going to be on the bench, I imagine. Yeah, and still zero minutes for him. Well, two things that I want for this match. I want our first road win, and I want a clean sheet. I think those are two good wants. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those, and that's the thing. It's reasonable, right? Yeah, it's definitely, definitely is reasonable. And especially if we get a clean sheet and we get the win, then all of a sudden, you know, going into international break and especially going into the Inter and Sevilla matches coming up, get a little bit more confidence. And that's what we really need. I mean, that's just the thing, you know, uh, we didn't have a really great preseason and this is kind of has been our preseason and hopefully they're getting some more link-up play and understanding of what is expected, and hopefully they can get that clean sheet, because I think that is the most important thing. Thanks for listening today. Become a patron for just five bucks a month and get the full episode. We'll be back on Monday with more. Bisca Barca. Sports Social Podcast Network.